Hello and welcome to an extra episode of Absent Minded. First and foremost, I should probably apologize for my trying to sing along in this chant that I've been waiting to do. I think it sounds a little bit better when you're 15,000 in the stands and uh, Roar has actually done something very, very well on the ice where people are on their feet and can just scream. The smart move would be for the DJ in the house to actually do something with faster, harder scooter at this point. I was hoping to get uh, this episode out along with the near misses where Vincenzo Aurora was um, part of that group between 30 and 25. Unfortunately, I could not coordinate with our guest at that time, but we managed to use a WhatsApp message where Central Scouting's Thomas Rost and frequent guest on the pod nowadays helped out to clarify the expectations that we as fans for Mont- of the Montreal Canadiens should have on Vincennes Rohrer this year and also the role that Vincennes Rohrer might get with his team in National Liga or National League in Switzerland. The Series Lions, Thomas is obviously soft-spoken and explains his thought process thoroughly in regards both his observations and his expectations for Winchens Aurora down the line. We'll listen to Thomas now and uh, then we'll get back with some of my comments directly after. Hello Patrick, finally I will present you my opinion about Vincent Rohr, this player who is in the Montreal organization and now signed uh, for Zurich. My opinion about him that he has, I, I'm quite high on him actually as a as a future pro player. I'm not so sure about the NHL player, but he definitely will be a very good pro. He has very he has good puck skills and uh, he's uh, a very good hockey IQ, hockey sense. I like he's a good skater with speed has very good work ethic, confident with the puck on the stick. He also is has some warrior mentality in him. He's a solid warrior, despite not being very big or very strong. He's still a bit undersized, I guess. And what I also like, he always tries to be open positionally. And uh, he also has some knock as a, a play driver. Actually, I like him better as a centerman, and this is now a bit the problem. He signed in Zurich, and if I if he would play as a centerman, I'm not very sure whether he will find a place in this team. This team is stacked with stars uh, compared to Swiss level, Swiss National League level, and it will be not easy to find ice time for him, and this would be very bad for his development. I think in his age he needs ice time. I would have thought it would be better for him to sign with a lower budget team where maybe the team roster is not so deep. And uh, in the beginning actually I did think he is that good he will make the ZSC Lions team and he will have a good role already. But what happened then? Zürich signed Dennis Malgin, 
And uh, actually it was expected that Malgin signs again in the NHL, maybe for one year and a minimum salary, or maybe for two years and a little bit more than minimum salary. But what happened then, he's, he got married, his wife is pregnant, and they started to think completely different about life, probably, and uh, decided to go for the safe road. And the safe road is a long-term good contract in Zürich compared to a short-term uh, contract in the NHL where you never know uh, whether you have to, to change the scenery, the city, or whatever. And this affects Vincenzo Roro big, I think. Malgin takes away ice time a lot from other players because he will be the the, the franchise player in, in Zürich. And um, so I'm a little bit concerned about whether it's a good thing for Vincent Rohrer to be in the, in the Lions organization. Of course, he could play second league. It's also a pro league. But I think he's too good for this. He should play now on the highest level in a, in a good pro league. And he could play in the Swiss league in a good role, but maybe not in the ZSC Lions roster because they are so deep. So this is... More or less what I can tell you about uh, Vincent Roro. I'm not sure whether he will be a Montreal Canadiens player. Uh, my guess is he's a so-called borderline player who will switch, who will get a tryout in the NHL, who will make some games, but maybe not uh, a really player who puts his stamp uh, on the NHL map. There we have it. It's an interesting uh, dial uh, or monologue to hear where uh, Thomas explains the thought process about Winton's Roar and his upcoming season. Malgin obviously throws in a wrench into that wheel where Winton's Roar goes back to his under 20 team. He was part of the Sirius Lions organization in, the, in his junior years, so he's going back to a team, a city where he's comfortable, where he's known, but on the other hand. This uh, wrench into the wheel will make his uh, time on ice, obviously, as Thomas points out, um, more difficult to, to achieve and also hamper his development. Should he be moving to the wing? That's another question. Um, I don't think so. If, if you have him on the center, he can pivot, he can learn, he can drive. And, and that's what we've seen a little bit with the Ottawa 67s. The problem is really, in this case, the Zurich Lions. And, and they are there to win. And they haven't won with Richard Grönborg for the last couple of seasons. So they're in a win-it-now mood, partly because of the fan base, but partly also because Zurich Lions is probably the team that spends more on their squad than any other team in continental Europe. This is how good this team is. So... so you, they, they also overpay a little bit to Swiss players because of the import rules, etc. But with that comes the expectations uh, from the owners, from the higher-ups, from the fans, and obviously from the media as well. So they're probably going all in. Malgin is a great name to add to that. And, and who can really fault Malgin? Because if you have the, the chance of, of being more 
being a bigger part of your kids' future and life, this is the way to do it. You move to a country where travel is less, season is, is, is less. It's still a very tough season, but you travel so much less, so it becomes an easier season. Trades are not as frequent, and you keep the family together. No one can fault Mulligan about this. It will hamper uh, Vincent's Roar's opportunities, but that's something that we as Habs fans probably need to accept. As Thomas points out, the second division is not really the best division to, to um, play in for Roar at this time. He sh- well, in one way you could argue it would be good because he would get a lot of ice time. He'd probably be the first centre on, on that team. But on the other hand, he needs to play against the best right now. In order to take that next step, he needs to play against pros and serious pros where he can build up his confidence and also see what he needs to do in order to adjust, in order to become better, in order for, for, for him to get that chance that Thomas speaks about at the end where he will be a borderline NHLer. He gets some few games, he gets them here and there. He might be thrown in as a trade ship into a team that... Uh, is, is in the lower part of, of, of the standings and it will um, give him that opportunity to take the first step into an NHL and then try to cling there. But for, for this reason, I think that maybe we should lower the expectations on Vincent's Roar for the season. I was kind of high on him going into this season. It would be a break-it-or-make-it season. He would be one of the top teams in Europe and he would get the opportunity to to play on a very good line. Now, he's probably going to be moved the lineup and therefore not play with the same kind of wingers or with a better center if you have him on wing. And it will hamper the point production. It will hamper um, his development in that regard. Nationalliga is a very good league, so I think we should be positive that he plays there. But the question is, if he can stick higher up in series lineup. And this is exactly what Thomas is projecting as well. We thank Thomas for this opportunity to listen into his insights in the upcoming season for Vincent's Roar. And we'll be back on, when, uh, on Tuesday with another entry into the top 25, under 25. Looking forward to have you guys listening to that episode because it's going to be a blast. is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. 
spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.